Amen. That was extremely beautiful. Thank you very much. You came on a good Sunday. <laughs> Sometimes, well, almost all the time, I get excited about what we're going to talk about from God's Word. And as we go through the book of Hebrews, you go through each section of the book of Hebrews, it's what's next? And sometimes, you know, even though I'm the guy that's preparing for this, I go, wow, look what's next. Well, today's one of those, wow, what's next? And if you don't get excited about it, I'll be extremely disappointed. We're going through the book of Hebrews. The letter of Hebrews is superiority of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the subject of the whole letter is about. And as you go through, you'll discover more and more as we get to, uh, through the book of Hebrews that we're talking about living in the new covenant. And uh, more of the later chapters talk more about that subject. But get that in your mind. The new covenant in Christ is what we're talking about. And this letter is extremely uh, interesting. I chose it to start out the first series I was going to preach through here at Five Forks. And so it's got so many things. And today we've got a portion called Rulers of the World. Have you ever wondered why the world is like it is, the shape it's in, what's going on, what's going to happen, what you can see and what you can't see, and what you will see, all we're going to talk about today. So buckle your seatbelts. I'm glad you're seated. This is going to be exciting. First of all, what we do not see now. Think about this as we look at this passage. It says here in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 5, for for he did not subject to angels the world to come concerning which we are speaking. Angels will not rule the world to come. Now let that sink in. You say, well, pastor, angels ruling the world. We, don't, we never thought that, but I want you to understand as we move through, Satan is an angel. He's a fallen angel. But he will not rule the world to come. Evil will not rule the world to come. That's an encouraging statement. So, For he did not subject to angels the world to come concerning which we are speaking. You might be surprised about some of this. But one has testified somewhere saying, What is man that you remember him, or the son of man that you are concerned about him? And you can see Psalm 8 for that quote. What about man? What about when we say man, don't get so uptight and politically correct on me. Man means mankind. In Genesis, he said he made man male and female. Man is a general term. Is everybody unoffended now? <laughs> this, is, this is not one of those groups, is it, where you get offended by everything? Or well, if you get offended easily, just hold on. It's going to happen today somewhere down the line, I'm sure. I'm an equal opportunity offender. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know I do it, so... You'll forgive me. Uh, my mother loved me. And I'm sure I offended her at times. Now look at this. This is a powerful statement I'm about to make. And I didn't come up with this. is not my stuff. This is just what the Bible says. Read it for yourself. Study it on your own. Man will rule the world to come. So wait a minute. I thought Jesus is going to rule the world. Jesus rules everything. But he has designed from the beginning. You remember Adam and Eve? I'm not talking about did you go to school with them. I'm talking about do you remember who I'm talking about? Adam and Eve. God said you will rule the world. Everything's subjected to you. 
And then they fell into sin, and they were uh, all of the fall of sin, the fall into sin disrupted everything, disrupted the rule. It disrupted the, the creation is groaning even now, the Bible says, until the redemption of man. So everything's messed up. The most beautiful place on earth is nothing compared to what it's going to be. And there's some beautiful places on this earth. It's been tainted. It's been stained. But I want you to understand that what God designed from the beginning is going to not restore back to what it was. It's going to go forward and better than it's ever been. So it's going to be way different and way better, but there's some vestige of restoring man's rule to this earth. God made the earth for man. I know some people tell you, well, we're messing it up and it belongs to the animals and we just came here and messed it all up. <laughs> Don't listen to that. Read the Bible for a change. The Bible has a clear understanding Gives you a clear understanding of what it's all about. And here's it. You made him, speaking of mankind, you made him for a, for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and have appointed him over the works of your hands. That's what he says about man. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in subjecting all things to him, he left nothing that is not subject to him. But now we do not yet see all things subjected to him. So... We don't see what's about to happen. We don't see God's design because something happened that messed it all up. It's a three-letter word, sin. Sin messed it all up. It moved mankind away from God's design for us that this world he made for us to live in has now been tainted, has been, is, is decaying, but also shifted something the rulers of the world are not people anymore. Mankind does not rule the world. Now that's the design. Now back up the truck so that you understand what I'm saying. And when you back up the truck, what do you hear? Beep, 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 beep. Just want to see if you're awake. We're backing up the truck. Jesus is the ruler of all. Jesus will, will rule the world to come. And his design is Christ is ruling and mankind will rule the world. We will rule with Christ under His headship, but we will rule. This is our place. And it's going to, you're going to get a new heavens and a new earth. The new heavens and a new earth is going to be fantastic. Can't wait for that. But something's going on. Something that we don't see yet is that all of this belongs to us. We're a little lower than the angels. You know, I can't fly around. I can't wait till I can. I'm just going to be pretty cool. Walking around is a is, 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 you know, challenge now, for, you know, but we're going to be flying someday. It's going to be pretty interesting. We don't see what it's going to be like, but let's look at this. Currently, there is angelic rule in the world. There are two classifications. There are fallen angels, and then there are holy angels. And there is a constant battle going on all the time. God has pulled back the curtain and let us look behind the curtain to see what's going on back there in his word. Did you know that's in the Bible? That the Bible tells us what's going on right now, what we do not see, what we do see. Currently there's angelic rule. What, where am I getting this from? I'm glad you asked. John 12, 31. 
Now judgment is upon this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. He's talking about Satan. Judgment is upon this world. What you're looking at, what you're seeing is called judgment. It's a built-in judgment. Sin has brought judgment upon the world. And well, let's read verse 30 of chapter 14. I will not speak much more with you. Jesus is in the upper room with the disciples. For the ruler of the world is coming, and he has nothing in me. The ruler of the world, Jesus is referring to as Satan. Pastor, why could you say that? It's in the Bible. 2 Corinthians 4, 4. In whose case, it's talking about blinding people who don't believe. In whose case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. So, the God of this world, little g, little o, little d, flee on a dog's back, Satan is ruling this world. Can't you tell? You can tell it. Oh, you can smell it. You know it. You're looking at that. And people are blind to the truth. And you're talking about Christ. And they say, oh, I don't know. I'm not that religious. And they don't understand. It's not a being religious. It's being right with God. It's being in relationship with God. It's not a, a, a religious thing. Satan takes religion for those who have a propensity to be religious. So I just think, you know, I need to be thinking about God. It's okay. Oh, come over here and think about God. And remember, God wants you to be happy. He wants you to have your way. He wants you to fulfill all your desires. God loves you. If He, he wouldn't send anybody to hell. That's what the little G God tells you. Satan tells you that. And you suckers just go right down the tubes thinking, yeah, I believe in that. God loves everybody. He agrees with us. The God of this world has blinded them, blinded them. But then there's some miraculous thing happens. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. There's a power from God. The gospel is shared, and someone says, I believe that. And the lights come on, and now you're not blind anymore. And you say, wait a minute, wait a minute. All of those things, all of those religious things, all of those secular things that I believe are, are not right. And now I know the truth, and the truth has set me free. I'm free. I, I tell you, we live in a world that's messed up, but I'm not messed up. I mean, you know, <laughs> I know the jury is still out on that one, but I'm talking about within the realm of being really messed up. I'm just a little messed up in the other messed up category. But in the one that says, are you right with God? I'm in the right category on that one. So we'll run with that. Fallen angel Satan, Revelation 12, 9, and the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old who is called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. There was a judgment on him. And still he's thrown down to the earth. He wants to be the ruler of the universe. He wants to be God above God, but he's not. And he's not equal with God. There's not a battle going on that, oh, God is is a little bit ahead right now. No, no, no. If you ever think that, just stop. God is almighty. Almighty means almighty over everything. So why does God allow things like they are? 
I've got some theories, and you probably would be interested in some of that, but I don't know all of the reasons why. I just tell, I'm telling you, I just know what it says. I will theorize. I'll always tell, I'll try to tell you every time I'm telling you what I think, and it's not, I don't know if that's in the Bible or not, I'll tell you that. But when I'm telling you what the Bible says, just take it. Read it for yourself, study it for yourself, and understand. The Bible calls that serpent of old that was in the garden. Adam and Eve were tempted. And he said, oh, oh, if you eat of this, your eyes will be open. You'll be like God. Half truth is a whole lie. They, they, their eyes were open all right. They now know what evil is. They didn't know what evil was before they ate of the fruit. But now they know evil. They experience evil and they're on their way, separated from God for eternity. But God made a way for them to be right with him through Jesus Christ. That serpent of old is also called the devil, also called Satan, also called great dragon. Read that in the book of Revelation. He was cast down. I think I want to be... Who's in charge of this? Me? <laughs> that was a quick answer, brother. <laughs> If anything's messed up up here, I'm doing it. These guys back there are not doing it. So, I didn't read Ephesians 6.12. Listen to this. For our struggle, well, I apologize. That's where I want to be. Yeah, I'll talk to myself. I put the same verse twice, but I did it for a reason. You know, it says Satan who deceives the whole world was thrown down to there. And his angels, that's why I put it up there. And his angels were thrown down with him. Angels are, are fallen angels, are demons. You know, there are demons all over the place. Demons all over your place. And I want you to understand more about demons as we move through this. But our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. You as a believer in Christ have a battle going on, and your battle is not against people. Your battle is against demons, fallen angels, Satan being one of them. That's your battle. Your battle is a spiritual battle. So when you get at odds with somebody, pray. Pray. Don't attack. Pray. That's the best weapon you have. Love and pray. <laughs> That's a weapon right there. So if you're going to hate me, I'm just going to have to love you. I'm just going to have to use my weaponry. I'm just going to have to love you. And I'm going to have to be self-controlled. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to control me and control what I say. And I'm going to react with love. That's, that's, the, that's the weaponry we have. We have to fight against spiritual forces. Now, understand, they're fallen angels, they're demons, they're all, all, um, all around. But there's also holy angels. We know about Michael and Daniel uh, 10 and Daniel 12 and Jude. And, and then the ministers we talked about who are the other angels. Now, here we go. This is about Michael, Daniel chapter 10. Then he said, do you understand why I came to you? But I shall now return to fight against the prince of Persia. 
So I am going forth, and behold, a prince of Greece is about to come. However, I will tell you what is inscribed in the writing of the truth. Yet there is no one who stands firmly with me against these forces except Michael, your prince. Now, prince, in the book of Daniel, this word prince means uh, a ruler. It's a ruler. It's a, these, are, these are angels. The fallen angels are fighting against the holy angels, and there's a battle that's going on, and I don't understand all about it. But look at this. There's the prince of, of Persia and the prince of Greece. There's a prince of Persia, a prince of Greece. Is there a prince of the United States? Fallen angels in charge of territories of this world. Some strongholds in this world are greater than other strongholds in the world. You can see it. Some parts of the world are darker and, and are not submitted to Christ, not submitted to, to God's Word, not submitted to what is right. People are mistreated. People are abused. People are controlled. There's, there's communism. There's, all of this, there's some darkness. This is spiritual problems. This is a spiritual battle going on over countries, over territories. You see the battle? Well, you can't see it, but you can see it. You can understand it. And he, this angel is telling uh, Daniel, I came to you. Remember, Daniel was praying, and God answered his prayer and sent this angel to give him this message. And what, what a message it was. And he said, so I am come to tell you, I want you to know I've been in a battle. I had struggled against the prince of Persia, and I fought against the prince of Greece. And yet there was no one who stands firmly with me against these forces except Michael, your prince, the prince Michael is the archangel. How do I know that? Because I'm a reader of the Bible. That's the only way I know anything. Look at chapter 12, and then we'll look at Jude. Now at that time, Michael, the great prince, who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. And there will be a time of distress such as has never occurred since there was a nation until that time. And that time your people, everyone is found written in the book, will be rescued. There's a battle going on. Daniel 12, verse 1, was talking about this angel, Michael the archangel. And Jude tells us, but Michael the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, did not dare pronounce him a railing, against him a railing judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. The most powerful angel in the universe, when he was approached by the devil, Satan himself, did not put a railing accusation against him, but said, the Lord rebuke you. I wish that everybody who's talking about casting out demons and I claim in the name of Jesus the devil do this and the devil do that would listen to that verse. Because we're made a little lower than the angels, the Bible tells us. When you go to talk to the devil and his gang, you say, the Lord rebuke you. You know what that means? What God has said about you is true. This is what it says about you. You lost. We won. Jesus is victor. Skedaddle. The Lord rebuke you. I don't do it in my name. Who am I? Michael, the archangel, said, I'm not going to be casting anything out today in my name. I don't have a name for that. Jesus is the only name. This, that's good stuff. Well, back to the other thing I was talking about. This is intriguing. We are going to be rescued. God is going to take us out of this world. 
one day he's going to snatch us up. Some people call it the rapture. I call it the great reunion in the clouds where we're all snatched up in the clouds to meet Jesus in there. And all those who died in Christ before us will be there in those. What is that going to be like? Oh, every funeral I talk about it. Why? Because I just think you ought to. There's a great reunion coming. There's a great reunion. This is it. There will be a time of distress such as has never occurred since there was a nation until that time. And, that, and at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be rescued. There's a great rescue coming. I'm looking forward to that. Ooh, don't want to get into that. We'll be here all day. Hebrews 1.14, speaking of holy angels, the ministers, the ones that we talked about before, do you remember? Are, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation? Now, take everything we've talked about so far, hopefully clearly, hopefully helpfully. There's a battle going on. We're supposed to be ruling the world, but we're not. We fell. Now, there's angelic battles going on between the, un, uh, the unholy angels, the fallen angels, and the holy angels, and that battle going on. The ruler of this world, little g, little o, little d, is Satan. And all of his minions and all of the fallen angels are ruling this world, and there's a battle going with the holy angels and the unholy angels. And every, all of that, I paused for a dramatic purpose. I want you to think about what I'm about to say. All of that is about humanity. It's all about you. Now, you thought everything was all about you anyway. But I mean all about you. I mean it's all about you as, a, as human beings, followers of Jesus Christ. It's all about you. What is going on? The ministering spirits to us, this is very humbling, to think all the angels are ministering spirits to those who will be redeemed, who will inherit salvation. Inheriting salvation includes restoring the rule of this world to humanity, to redeemed humanity. Believers in Christ are going to have everything restored to where they will rule over the world. I bet you didn't know when you came in here today you were going to hear that. I'm going to rule the world? Yeah, but you'll have sense then. <laughs> well, more sense. I didn't mean to insult you, but I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know what to do with it if God gave it to us right now, right? Uh, we're going to be fixed, so we'll understand how to do it. And Christ will be the King of kings and Lord of lords, and we will rule and reign with Him, this world and the universe. Everything is just, it's just going to be fascinating what's about to happen. They are all ministering spirits. The most powerful angel, the archangel Michael, I'm assuming is the most powerful. He's the archangel, and there he is. He's a ministering spirit to you. There are regional uh, responsibilities for the angels, and he was over Israel and still is. What's going on in Israel today? There's a battle going on, a battle for the souls of humanity. And there, there are things going on, and so I'm worried about what's going to happen. What if World War III happens? What if it doesn't? What if things you worry about never happen? And why are you worried? Well, say, I don't know if I can make it through. How did you get here? God's in charge. 
I know there's a battle going on, and I know who's going to win. I know who's already won, but I want you to understand, it has to go through the process. Everything has to be done. God's will has to be fulfilled. And much of that, in my opinion, this is my opinion, and I think it's right, but I want you to know it's my opinion. I think it's all based on God giving people a choice. He gave angels a choice somewhere down the line. Now, what, a third of those rebelled against God? They don't get a choice anymore. And gave mankind a choice. And they made the wrong choice. And those who will submit themselves to Christ and make that choice are set for eternity. So there are a lot of things happening. Those are just the things that we can't see, but we can understand. How about it? What we do see, Jesus temporarily uh, was made lower than the angels. Jesus suffering death for everyone. Jesus crowned with glory and honor. Let's look at that. But we do see him, this is Jesus, who was made for a little while lower than the angels, namely Jesus because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. Mankind was made a little lower than the angels. Jesus was made a little lower than the angels. He became a man. And because he became a man, it was made a little lower than the angels. And because he died on the cross for mankind, and because he rose from the dead, he's crowned with glory and honor. And he tasted death for everyone so that everyone might not have to taste death for eternity. So when you die as a believer in Christ... It's a great thing. The, I preached a sermon one time. The best day you'll ever have is the day you die. It's the best. So I'm afraid to die. Well, if you don't know Christ, you ought to be. But if you do know Christ, you ought to say, sign me up. I am ready. Every time I dress up, I think about that. I think, don't I look nice? He looks so natural. <laughs> you have no idea what's going on. Because when you, when you die in Christ, you are escorted by the angels of God into the presence of God. And you see, you see things you've, you've read about. I'll be seeing things I've preached about. But I will see I'll be ushered into the presence of Jesus, and I'll be welcomed there, expected there. I'll be right at home there. What a tremendous thing. What a tremendous thing. It's powerful. It's powerful. What we will see, this is the last part of this passage. What we're going to see is glorified sons, brothers of Christ, and children of God. Now, if you're, have you caught on yet that when I preach through something when I'm preaching through a passage, the passage outlines itself. I didn't outline something and put passages there. No, 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 no. Take the passage and let it say what it says. And this is what it says. I was amazed at what it said. Still am. Verse 10 says, For it was fitting for him, that is Jesus, for whom are all things and through whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings. To bring many sons to glory. This includes daughters. 
I told you not to do that. There are places in the Bible where it talks about sons. It means sons and daughters. It's, it's a generic term, but it's, a lot of people get bent out of shape over it. But bringing many sons to glory. Where are you right now? I'm pretty sure you're not to glory yet. We're not there. We're not even close. We have to put up with each other until we get there. But we will be there. He's going to bring many sons to glory. This is a promise from God for those who are saved from the judgment of God. Then in this last part, he says, For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all, one, are all from one Father, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Jesus is not ashamed to call you a brother or a sister. He's not ashamed to call you that. Isn't that interesting? Now this, this brings some kind of uh, familial thing, the thought process to that. We're in the same family as Jesus. He became a man so that you could become like him. Now you're not going to become God. That's Mormonism. You can throw that in the trash. But you're going to become like Christ. He'll be God for eternity and you will be redeemed better than Adam and Eve had it at the beginning. Better. Only God can take something terrible and awful and make it better than it was before. And He does. God's plan from the very beginning before He said, let there be light, before He created the heavens and the earth, His plan was that He would create humanity that he would give them a choice. And in their choice, they would choose the wrong thing. And that he would redeem them. He would come and come to earth and die for them and pay the penalty of sin and then elevate them to be seated in heavenly places with Christ. Ask me. I used to have the mentality, just let me in on the back 40 of heaven. Just... Just let me in and I won't say a word. Don't tell anybody I'm there, but I'm just let me in. It's not like that. It's not like, hey, come on in. You know, come on. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Come up. Come. You sit up here. You sit with Christ right over here. And the angels would then be a little lower than you. That's pretty powerful. So now I don't believe that stuff where somebody says, you know, somebody dies and they say, well, you know, he's an angel or she's an angel now. Why do you want to take them lower than they are? Redeemed humanity, somebody who's saved in Christ is way up here. Angels over down here. Why are you going to demote people by saying they're angels? And they're not watching over you. God's watching over you. Don't replace God. Right? Anyway, you got any questions about that? There's a Bible for you. I know, I know. Um, somebody says, you know, talk about their children, their grandchildren, mostly grandchildren. They say, they're just little angels. I said, you know, there are two kinds of angels. <laughs> you got to step back when you say that about grandchildren, but. But you know it's true. And you see, you pat their little heads as they go by, and you say, Is that a horn coming out of it? 
kind of fallen angel is that? And don't, don't come and ask me questions about, did I say fallen angels have horns? I don't know about that. I don't think so. Anyway, let's finish. You, you, you're interrupting my sermon. Not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brethren in the midst of the congregation. I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children whom God has given me. This is from Psalm 22 and Isaiah 8. This is the psalmist and, and Isaiah writing about, uh, we're going to praise God in the congregation. And the writer of Hebrews is saying, Jesus is saying this about you. You're my brother's. You're the children of God. That's powerful stuff. That's powerful. So the rulers of the world right now won't be the rulers of the world then. And we're headed to that point. Some people are applauding the process, thinking it's getting better. Some people are cursing the process, thinking it's getting worse. I want you to know it's getting worse. It's going to get better. We're moving in the right direction all the time. All the time. When you think, I don't think this thing is going right. I don't think this is going to end right. It will. And you can't stop it. And you can't mess it up. You can, you can do all you want to do. If you tried to mess it up, you'd just be part of the plan of making it what it's going to be. The devil's trying to mess it up. And guess what he's doing? He's part of the plan to usher in what Christ has for all believers. It is a beautiful thing he's doing. And you can't, you can't mess it up. Nobody can mess it up. There's not a world ruler. There's not little. See, human beings are pawns. The rulers of the world, you go to the United Nations and look around and you go, wow, it's a messed up group of leaders. There's not a one of them that I know of. I'll be careful. I won't be as careful. I don't know all of them personally, but you just look at what they do, how they rule their country, Some, most of them are dictators of their country, and they're, hate, they're hateful, despicable human beings, and they're ruling countries, and, and, and they're awful, and they think they're in charge. There are demonic forces in charge of them, they're being controlled by them, full of the devil, and you can tell it, and I want you to know this is all temporary. This has got to happen. This is going to happen. There's coming a time when there's, there's going to be a worldwide, everybody's going to come together against Christ. And the Antichrist, the one taking his place and is against Christ, will come in and rule the world. And everybody will call him Christ. Finally, the one to save us. And, we, and the believers will go, but we, that's not him. That's the opposite of him. We're coming to that. All coming around. Oh boy, I just, I just opened up a can of worms there. But I want you to know that's all coming to be, but it's coming to pass. It has to move. When I talked about there's a distress coming like never has been in, in the world, that Michael will stand still. That's when all of it hits. When God begins to pour out his judgment on the earth and he rescues. Those who are his children. Until then, buckle your seatbelt, it's going to be an interesting life. But Jesus is Lord, and we are his children. Now, I hope that I've encouraged you, and I hope that I've scared you to death. 
all at the same time. If you don't know Christ, today's the day for you to surrender your life to Christ. Just tell him, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Come into my life. Take over my life. Be my Savior. Save me from myself. Save me from my sin. And he will. And when he does, you become a part of the group of people who are going to rule the world. And Jesus being King of kings, Lord of lords, and you being co-regent with him, serving under him, it's an amazing thought. So surrender to Christ today. And if you're scared about all of that, Jesus said, do not worry. He meant it. Do not worry. Every day has enough trouble of its own. Don't worry about tomorrow, what you're going to eat. What you, food, shelter, and clothing. Don't worry about those things. Those are the things we worry about. Don't worry about those things. God provides for the birds. You're more important than birds. And God loves you. He's going to take care of you. He's been taking care of you so far. So as we pray together today, take all your worries to Him, all your questions to the Bible, and rejoice in who you are today if you're in Christ. Let's pray together. Father, we're thankful, Lord, for the joy that you've given us in Christ that we might, might celebrate our position in Jesus. And we know that things aren't what they're supposed to be, but we know that they are going to be. We know that things are happening now that we can't see, and there are things that we can understand. And what we will see is what we're grateful for, Lord, that you are working it all out according to your word, according to your will. Lord, I pray for those who are here today. Many could be here today saying, I've never surrendered my life to Jesus. And I want to do that. Would you just talk to Jesus and tell him, say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me for my sins. Come into my life. Make me a child of God today. Committing your life to Christ is the biggest decision you'll ever make. And if you've committed your life to Christ today, I'd like to know about it. So I can tell you what's next. What do you do next? What's, what's the next thing God wants you to do in your life after you surrender your life to Christ? And Lord, I pray for all of us who are here. Many things are happening. We have a lot of concerns. There are a lot of anxieties that really shouldn't be there. We need to trust you. We look around and we can't see what's going on, but we can understand what your word teaches us, so we trust you. I pray that you give us a peace and a calm in our hearts today as we leave this place, that we would leave here better than we were, smarter than we were, more understanding of your word than we were, ready to take the world by storm, that people would know Jesus, that we take the gospel, every man, woman, boy, and girl in this world. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We stand together. We sing this invitation uh, song. I invite you to come forward to pray. If you want to come and pray, just kneel here and pray. Pray right where you are. If you surrendered your life to Christ, I'd like to know about that. If you'd like to come and talk to me, pray with me right here, I'm standing right here. If you're afraid to do that, contact me through the church office and we can get together and talk about your commitment to Christ. I'd like to see you walking with Jesus until he returns. So let's just rejoice together. As God will lead you, you come. Mm -hmm.